0: I'd like to ask you, are you a person who cherishes uniqueness or consistency? Like, if you go to the movies, you always get the same snacks. Like, do always, don't, please don't be upset, always sneak in good and plenty, okay? Are you the person who enjoys uniqueness? You like to try different things at restaurants, like to go to different places on vacation? Or do you like consistency? You always go, like, maybe to Myrtle Beach? Are you the type of person, you go to the same salesman, you buy from the same car dealer? Or are you a person who likes uniqueness uh, or maybe consistency, because when I think about consistency, Robert Frost once said this, home is a place where they will take you in when no one else will. That's what the the poet Robert Frost said. Home is a place where everyone else will take you and no one else will. It's usually our mothers that make that place special. So so whether you enjoy consistency or uniqueness, we, we think about the blessings of mothers. But let's get back to that consistency uniqueness theme, because uh, they look different, but they're all the same. So I went to my office, and, and I've collected these throughout the years, and they're crosses that people have given to me. Uh, a number of years ago, somebody gave me this glass cross, and it has the ironic Blessing, Lord bless you and keep you. And I keep this um, in my office on top of my uh, file. It reminds me of that, that blessing. And then one of my confirmands throughout the years gave me this cross, simple bookmark, and says, God blesses those who serve. And then when I first hear, somebody gave me this because this is what we give to our confirmands. So some, something remind me of that. Um, two years ago, the last Palm Sunday, we gave out these crosses. And so someone came up, to, a child came up and gave it to me. Said, Pastor, you can have it. When I was a, a vicar at St. Paul Napoleon, one of our members made this for all our pastors. Now maybe you, so it's up in my office, come out off and see it. This is the official cross of the What? Missouri Synod. Now, it's not that we have trademark to this, but our, our synod asked, like a Baptist church wanted to use it, and we said no, because we want it, whether you're traveling in Iowa or you're out in Montana or in Florida, that if you see this cross, it tells you you're at what church. The Missouri Synod, and so I put that there, sort of special. And then last week, after confirmation, went to a party and received this special cross. I'm going to put this up here, and this was one of our confirmants gave this to me. Really special cross, and it's the ascended Jesus coming off the cross. So I really like that. So crosses. Now, of course, these aren't all the same, but they all have the same what? Meaning. Now, I did count this once, that if we include that cross there, there's 14 crosses up here. Now, do not count them during the sermon. I saw one at the 8 o'clock service doing that. Don't count them during the sermon, okay? You can stay afterwards and count, do it when you come in, but don't do that now. But they're all different, but yet they're all the what? And I think, yeah, when I think about these crosses, I think about the uniqueness, and I think about the sameness of the cross, the message. If I was going to tell you over 300 billion sold, I'm giving away with the logo there. What am I speaking of? Say it. Now, that means that there's 8 billion people on earth. Every single person on earth, earth ate 40 McDonald's hamburgers. Now, that's not true because I had like 4,000 of them, okay? <laughs> of course, without onions, all right? Um, you ever had that lots of McDonald's and, and and what made McDonald's famous, the McDonald brothers, and uh, they sold it to Ray Kroc. Now Ray Kroc was the one who went and scattered around the world. There's 35,000 McDonald's. I'm getting paid to do this? No, I'm not. 35,000 35,000 McDonald's around the world, and what made them unique was what was called um, the Speedy System. What's a Speedy System? Well. well The McDonald brothers went to a a tennis court and they took the same dimensions of their restaurant. It was in San Bernardino, California. And they they drew the outline of it and they said, how can we mass produce and simple our menu and mass produce those items? So someone comes up to a McDonald's window within three, four minutes, they have hot, tasty burgers, fries. Back there, there were shakes. Uh, Back then, they made milkshakes. There was a time McDonald's didn't use milk in their milkshakes, but you didn't know that. So you can get burgers, fries, milkshakes, and sodas, and they simplify their menu. And they came up with a way. Said, "Well, we make the burgers here. Then you put on the pickles, le- lettuce, and you put on the mustard and ketchup. No, no onions. Then you have, um, you have French fries and the shake. and We get that in three to five minutes. Now we've all been to McDonald's, right? It's called the Speedy System, and that, that's what they pretty much sold to Ray Kroc. However, McDonald's are somewhat unique. If you go to McDonald's in in Germany, you can order a beer with it. Okay." But you know what, I've been petitioning that for the Defiance ones, they said no so far, okay? Um, but if you, if you go to China, you can get McDonald's with dumplings, it's true. So 35, but it's called the speedy system, and it's a method that's called franchise. you know what I mean by franchising? No matter if I go to McDonald's in Defiance, and by the way, how many are here? Woo, two, yeah, go to McDonald's here, you go to uh, McDonald's in Billings, Montana, you go to Beijing, or you go to Frankfurt, Germany, you can walk in and pretty much know what you want to get, right? Except if you go to Europe, everything's measured in metrics. But it's called franchising, and there's a blessing to consistency. Over $300 billion sold, how many billions of dollars has McDonald's made by the same restaurant stamped over the place? And if we don't believe that's effective, how many McDonald's and Burger Kings and Taco Bells And Dairy Queens are in defiance. And how often do we go there? Same thing. Same thing with Walmart. Go to Walmart in defiance, Ohio. Go to Walmart in Billings, Montana. Same thing. Same setup. It's called franchising. See, there is a sameness. What sells? Redundancy. I know what I'm going to get all over the place. Um, There's a blessing and attraction and consistency. Now, there's nine symbols up there. Um, If we wanted to, we could play like a Jeopardy game. How many of you think that you get six of them? How many eight of them? How many all of them? Now, real quickly, thirty seconds. Throw them out. What are they? All right. That's I got. Got. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, thank you. Yeah. Uh, don't believe that there's a park consistency. Um, the three most um, the three most well-known symbols of the world are up there. Can you guess what number one is? The Nike symbol. Most people in the world can identify the Nike symbol. Number two would be the golden arches. And number three is the cross. The cross is the third most recognized symbol in the world, so we have some work to do. But there's a blessing to consistency, yes? There's no doubt. It sells. It's effective. And so I'm not going to tip the tables a little bit. I mean, think about David and David. King David lived a messed up life. So let me take you back. King David, a man after God's own heart. You know, he used to play the harp for Saul. He's the one who killed uh, Goliath, that uncircumcised heathen. And t- King David's problems solved, like many people's problems. King David's problems began when many people's problems began. He went up on the roof. There's nothing wrong going up on the roof except if the attractive Bathsheba is bathing there because she had no place else to bathe. And I'm sure you're familiar with the rest of the story. He saw her. He lusted with his eyes. Uh, his lust went into his heart and mind, and then the, the, the adultery, and then he had uh, her husband put to death, Uriah. And he thought he got away with it until the prophet Nathan came and nailed him to the wall and said, you sinned against God. You thought you were going to get away with it, but God said no. And from then, his life was messed up. He had, a, he had a newborn baby who died, and some of us can relate to that, even miscarriages. He had a son who got out of control, Absalom, who died. And some of us can relate to that, maybe young people who died early in life. Uh, he had a kingdom that became divided against him. He got into the realm of politics. I think we can all understand the mess of politics. Um, he had people who didn't want him to be king. King David, deep down inside, had an issue with God. He wanted to build a temple, but God said, warrior kings don't build a temple. My son, what's his son's name? Solomon, his son, the peaceful king, got to build the temple, and he lived a messed up life. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because all of us, all... All of us here have a lot messed up life in some way or another. Now you might say, hold on, I think I got my act together. But you see, my dad has stage uh, 4B colon cancer. And I have family members who are having somewhat difficulty in their life. And I'm sure I know many of you, if not all of you, somewhat well. And we all have issues and problems in our life. Not that we're doing anything wrong or terrible, but we all have problems in our life. We all live messed up lives. And so church becomes a great place to come for messed up lives. And this is what David came to understand. Here comes consistency. Can you read this verse with me? And so David came to understand, in spite of his messed up life, his son's out of control, uh, mourning the loss of his baby, uh, dealing with the guilt of adultery after all that God did with him. uh, Politics that were tearing at him that were probably even worse than today. I know it sounds odd. David came to say from everlasting to everlasting, you are God, and God, you do not change. But there's a blessing to consistency, redundancy, and sameness. God does not change. Can you read these? Um, I want you to think about with the Psalms. So we just don't read the Psalms. To some people, we go through the Psalms. It's just a part of the liturgy. Let's get through it. But you actually listen to the Psalms? I mean, do you sing the Psalms? Now you're going to say, no, we don't sing the Psalms, Pastor Muse. But you sing it in your heart? Do you lament when you read the Psalms? Did you hear it today? The one today that says the burdens upon my back are too heavy. Did you hear that one? There's things in the psalms that speak to us in a very poetic way, and we digest the psalms. They're about God's consistency to us in the psalms. That's why every Sunday we always speak back and forth what? Just not our tradition. It's, there's a purpose to the psalms. They, they bring us to depth. What blesses the sameness? In a world that cherishes and promotes and worships diversity, because you hear that word a lot, diversity, you be you, it's your thing, variety is a spice of life. In the world that says diversity is a thing, consistency, redundancy, and the sameness of God is a far greater blessing. Why? Because we always know what we have. We always know what we get. Um, I'm teaching a Wednesday afternoon Bible study that's called the Prodigal God. Most of us aren't familiar with that parable. Most of us are familiar with a parable called the Prodigal What? Now I'm gonna tell you the Defiance County version. There was a rich farmer in Defiance County, He had two sons, the younger son wanted his inheritance and dad willingly, the rich farmer gave it to him. And he went to Vegas, he had a lot of fun, he had a lot of friends, went to shows and he gambled and got involved in the nightlife with Vegas and all sorts of attractive women and did all sorts of parties. until his money ran out. Then his friends left him and so he decided to come back to Defiance, Ohio, ran out of money, ended up in a pigsty in Nebraska. In the pigsty in Nebraska, that's when he realized life is pretty bad and then he thought to himself, I bet dear old dad, the rich farmer in Defiance County, Ohio, will let me come back and work in his shed. Let me come back and work in his garage. Maybe I can go pick beans from him or something. Because the prodigal son realized consistency. Now, but that doesn't explain prodigal God. Do you know what prodigal means? Spend. Just spend it like it's going out of style. You see, the prodigal God is a God who gives out of style. He is merciful and righteous and gracious, out of style. It's God who gives it away. Once again, consistency, redundancy, and sameness Let a prodigal son back home. Some people wander away from church for some few years and they come back. Some people wander away from church for decades and they come back. The door is always open. God is always here. The sameness, redundancy of God. Here's some verses. Can you read these with me? Put in your heart. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In our modern day and age we want to change Jesus to become a political figure or to approve certain ways that certain things are done, but Jesus is the same. Read this with me. And the earth has saved, but my word not. Should the church change its message to be more contemporary and hip? Should we change who we are? And the answer is no. What we're going through in twenty twenty three America is nothing unlike what the Western world has gone through through the histories and the uh, centuries and millennia of history. Where we're at is nothing new. Wise King Solomon said there is nothing new under the sun. God stays the same. We're not the first culture to go down this road, and we will not be the last culture that goes down the road. Why? Because my word will not pass away. Even though people say it's no longer relevant, I had someone say, why do you listen to a book that's written 2,000 years ago? Because it's truth for eternity. What we're doing now is nothing different from what happened many years ago. My word will not pass away read this one with me, too? the But my child's been diagnosed with cancer. Someone died unexpectedly, and I have to go to the funeral home and make arrangements. I'm not sure that my spouse still loves me. I might get fired. What does it say? My God is an ever-present help in trouble. He has never forsaken anyone. I heard that. I was going through a difficult time during my vicarage. I mean, finances, they were somewhat shaky. We had some things happen to us. Remember, the pastor there said, Has God forsaken you, Kurt? No, God has never forsaken you. He's forsaken Jesus on the cross. He's never forsaken you and me. He's our prayer for ever present help in trouble. Read this, please. Not by our works, give that up. He has the words. And finally, let's say in our all version, we'll say the whole thing. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. It's okay, same thing all the other services. Shall not die, shall not perish, have eternal life. Whatever, you understand it. the sameness and the redundancy of God. Um, August 1st, 1985, I showed up in the parking lot as a fourth grade teacher many years ago. And right before then, um, I remember that, that Coke, made a big mistake. Now, um, Coke decided, it was during the Cola Wars, anyone remember the Cola Wars between Pepsi and who? Coke, and you'd have taste tests. And so Coke decided to get a bigger uh, slice of the pie to make more money, they changed the formula. So let's do a little history with Coke, okay? So Coca-Cola is the original cola, seriously, founded in Atlanta uh, over 120 years ago. It's the original Coke. So if you ever go down south, you ask for a Coke, they'll give you a soda, okay? I mean, you have to ask for a Coke, that's also a term for a soda. Um, Here in the Midwest, we ask for a what? A soda. If you live in Ohio and you want a Coke-like product or a soda, you ask for a what? So when I was a teenager, I flew to Germany. I flew from Cleveland to Frankfurt. And I was like 16 years old and a stewardess, sorry, the flight attendant came up to me and goes, young man, what do you want to drink? I said, I'll have a whiskey. No, I didn't say it, okay? I didn't say that right? I told her I want a pop, and she said, what? A pop. Can you clarify? Yeah, a pop. And the guy next to me said, the young man wants a soda, and the guy from Tennessee behind me said, he wants a Coke. OK? <laughs> All right. Someone from St. Louis came up to me after the 930 service and said, in Missouri, we call it a sodi. alright you yes. All right, y'all get that? OK. But anyways, what Coke decided to do was to change their formula. And it put it out, and guess what happened? And the sales what? And we all know how people don't like making their profits, right? I'm not going to say anything else about that, all right? Not going there, okay? Um, It was an inconsistent move. It was not the change for the best, because it changed who they are. The core inconsistency of us is God and his word. The crosses look different. The message might be different, but it's the same thing, same one. God, eternal, faithful, changeless. Jesus didn't want to leave us as orphans, he gave us a gift that will reinforce and bind. The resurrected Christ is a consistent, timeless, life-giving message. And can you read this with me? And that was Mrs. Phipps' object lesson that I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. What does the Holy Spirit do? He confirms us about Christ. He confirms in our heart, soul, and mind that Jesus is the same. Uh, I once talked to a, a person from a different church body and says, you Lutherans don't talk about the Holy Spirit. We're not supposed to talk about the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit talks about Jesus. The Holy Spirit points to Jesus. So if we're talking about Jesus, guess who's working? Holy Spirit. We don't talk about the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit points to who? So Jesus sends us a comforter. He sends us a counselor. He sends us someone to confirm who? Jesus? It's like this. Holy Spirit points us to Jesus, Jesus opens the door to the Father. The Father sent the Son to die for us, and the Father and Son send the Holy Spirit. Do you see how that works? The Father sends the Son, Father and Son send the Spirit, the Spirit points us to Christ, Christ takes us to the Father. So he confirms that in us, the blessing of that in us, that reality. Um, same consistent, redundant, life-giving, and changing message. I am the resurrection of life, he who believes in me will never die um, the reason I bring that up is because it gets said at um, the committal site. Same thing all the time. When a person's buried, that's what we say to them. I'm the resurrection of life. Same message, same truth. Everybody hears it. Same reality, same blessing. Um, in my previous congregation, uh, a professional woman moved to our church, and she moved like 600 miles, and she's unsure about things, and, and she, she's a Lutheran, a faithful Lutheran, and she wasn't sure about our church because I don't know anyone there, and I don't know the pastor there, and I'm not, not familiar. Your service is pretty much the same, just a little different, and really uncertain about that, and, and didn't have a whole lot of friends and just didn't know about everything, and it really concerned her. And she came to church and, and still wondering about everything. In two or three months, uh, moving into uh, our, new town, I mean our town and coming to our church, she was in the hospital with surgery, and I came up and visited her, and I said a prayer with her and goes, Pastor, that's just like what my former pastor did." And then in the hospital, members started sending her cards and she said, Pastor, that's just like what my former church did. They sent me cards. And then she joined a Bible study and said, Pastor, that Bible study is a lot like my former church. And then she came through the Christmas season and said, Pastor, the Christmas season and the Christmas hymns are just like what? You know why? Same God. Same message, same reality. And she got to know and love us, and we came to love her, and she became very active. Um, even though a different pastor people location and set up, same scripture, same pastoral visits, prayer list teams, love cards, same servant types, same kingdom of God. Can you all read this with me? We are all part of the same body of Christ. Matter of fact, in many ways, our worship and our sermons and our hymns are franchised. You can go to any Lutheran church you want to across the country, any Missouri Synod church, you'll hear a similar message, similar hymns, similar readings, similar songs, same God, same blessings, franchise sameness, redundancy. The blessings of consistency. Read it with me again. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and, forever. and by the way, friends in Christ, the more our world is turned upside down, the more our life is filled with uncertainty. Isn't it great to have a rock? Isn't it great to look at the cross? Same thing, same blessings, same reality, same truth. How about this for a closing thought? Can you all read it with me? Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who's over all and through all and in all. And all God's people say,